This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you, you, the one listening right now, the one that I am currently talking to, you. It's made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where basically every Sunday you get an entire another episode of this. You get me and Maureen all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. And this is the trick of the Says Who Sticker Club. You can't just see a sticker and go, man, that looked great. I'm going to join the sticker club because you've already missed that sticker. So you got to be in it to win it. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey. Whoa. Hey, Dan. Hmm. Books. Oh, those. Yep. Oh, Dan, I'm looking at this pile of, I think it's 250 (laughs) books that I will be sending out through November and December. Perfect. I'm going to be doing a lot of sending out of stuff, Dan. It's because you have a book coming out. December I mean, 27th. It's all happening, and I am trying to hold a lot of little bits in my head, but Nine Liars is coming for you, I and I will do something on the Discord. I need to set that up with Discord folks, but uh, maybe I'll even give you a little something on here someday. Like, you want to know something about Nine Liars? I'll tell you. I like, like it. Like, if you, if, if anybody... How many liars? There's nine. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Anyway, books. Blech. If you would like to pre-order The Nine Liars on the internet or uh, order other books of Maureen's or just books in general, you can always go over to kickbezosintheballs.org, our bookshop, where you can get books sent to you. So that's good. And if you would like to buy other things on the internet, specifically other things that are related to this very podcast, Says Who. You can always go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we uh, have all sorts of stuff, including a sticker grab bag. I know how, you know how, you know how just a minute ago I said the only way to get a sticker is through joining the Says Who Sticker Club. Well, that's not entirely true because we do do a random grab of a couple of stickers if you buy them through the merch store and all of the 2022, I almost said 2023. That's not the year. It's 2022. It's I'm doing Very great, close. Maureen. The, uh, Dan, are you okay? Ah, we'll get into oh, it. Okay. Uh, the 2022 stickers are now in that grab. So uh, mosey on over there. You can get some stickers, but you can't request them. You don't know what you're going to get. That's fun slash frustrating. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hey, Dan, I'm going to do something that has never gone wrong. Okay, I'm, uh, th- th- I'm going to lift I, I the camera. I can take that shit to the bank when you say it. Oh, good, you're turning I... your camera. How do I do this? This How never, do I... ever does go wrong. You're right. Wow, I kind of feel like I'm flying in your space. Oh, you're showing you me Dexy snoozing. You see that? Look at Dexy. Look at that. Look at that pose. That looks like a very comfy, fluffy bed. Yeah, that. this is the magic cuddle bed all animals love these beds and it relaxes them uh but that is the that is a girl who just 10 minutes ago or less had to be told it was not playtime <laughs> and she has gone from big goober teeth playtime mode to just out like a light and dreaming in her bed well that'll work just, great then just imagine 
how wonderful that must be. Just to I, be, just to wake up, say play. No, well then I'm hopping in this cozy bed. I'm I'm out. That would be nice. That would be nice. Because Dan, I think I'm looking at the face of someone who might need a nap. Uh, you are actually, Maureen, looking at the face of somebody who just woke up from a nap. A Dan Sinker patented under 10 minute long nap. I set an alarm for seven minutes and 22 seconds and it worked. I mean, I don't do that, Dan. I'm either awake, really awake, super awake or asleep for at minimum of two hours. I needed to I needed to do a quick reboot. This is a very busy day. And I was like, I I'm not gonna function on this podcast that I do called Says Who. Well Dan, let's just reboot everything. Let's do it. Because it looks like we're about to get the big reboot on a lot of things this week. Boing oing oing oing. Hey yo. I, I really, I really, yeah, I really, uh, uh, like welcome. That. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to finish. Yeah, that means that the welcome happens after I'm gonna, the music I'm going to sing started. it. I'm going to sing it right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast oh. that isn't a podcast. Wait, that's me. I know, but I just, you were the music, so now I'm you. No, I don't know what's happening. It's okay. I'm Dan Sinker? It's a coping strategy, I'm Dan Sinker. Whoa! Never change anything, Dan. I can't handle change. And she's Maureen Johnson. It's going good. That was flawless. That was smooth. Ugh. That was, there was not a problem with that opener. Dan, there's just too many itsy-bitsy spiders. In my mind. Okay. Yes. Everything that happens is another itsy bitsy spider. Okay. I'm not scared of these, but they're friendly spiders. They're like googly eyed spiders. They're super uh-huh. cute. Yeah. But there are a lot of them and they are Your crawling mind over. Is crawling with them? Well, they're all over my planners. Okay. Planner. Singular. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say, I I get a little view into Maureen's life that is yeah. a- emphasis on the word little. I see mm-hmm. uh about one foot on either side of her, one side of which is just a view to her window. And the other side is to the L of her desk. Yep. And I was going to comment. I noticed this earlier, Maureen. There is a distinct lack yeah. of multiple planners on that side of your desk now. I one see planner, one. one notebook, actual notebook of stuff. Yeah. Look at that. Getting there, Dan. You're just you're pulling your shit together. Trying to hurts. I uh, I rented a an upholstery cleaner this weekend, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> sure, why not? Look, we have a little service where it's a little app that you can you can reserve and rent things through this little app, and you hit the button and it opens the window to the to the device. It's like a it's like a candy like an automat candy thing, but it delivers cleaning equipment. <laughs> Okay. Or you can also rent an air fryer, but who the fuck's going to rent an air fryer? I mean, yuck, right? Yeah, that seems gross. I know, but you can rent this upholstery cleaner, and I rented it because I've been eyeing this baby for a while. I was saving that for a special day, trying to clean out some areas of our life, Dan, and I rented that, and I actually used it on this uh, 
on my office rug. Okay. I love watching the upholstery cleaners and floor cleaners and rug cleaners fill up with that dirty water. Oh, I yeah. Could, I wish there were just videos of that. I would just watch that. It's so good. I'm sure I'm sure that there are. I'm sure there are. I'm sure that in fact I'm going to go visit YouTube.com. You might have heard of it. Floor no. upholstery. That's a word I don't know how to spell. I know it's impossible. I sure didn't spell that correctly. The no, other day, like... I, I tried to spell it with an A for five full minutes because I hadn't had any coffee. Yeah. I, uh, was that? I it just, I can't tell what that was. I'm just looking at the various things. It's really satisfying. There's a, there is a, there's a YouTube video called Simply Extractions Filthy mm. Deep Cleaning Compilation Episode 1. That oh, might be that might be what you're looking for. Oh, that now talk about sons that help you go to sleep. Oh, I could watch that. Things can always be cleaner, Dan. Yeah. And uh we're going to be doing some wallpapering. We're putting up a feature wall. Oh, here wall. you go. Flooded what? hard dirty carpet cleaning satisfying rug cleaning ASMR. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dan, the internet really provides. Red wool. There's a whole world of rug cleaning ASMR mm. videos, it turns out. Red nice. wool rug cleaning. Speed it up. Restoration ASMR video. Oh, so good. The extreme deep cleaning marathon. Oof, yes. That's that's less uh, specific upholstery, though. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, to be fair, everything was uh, pretty clean. Also, Dan... Big update here from the household, new sofa. We got a new sofa this weekend. Yeah, yeah. we had to change our town watch recording time because you were doing the dance of sofa extraction, sofa delivery. The extraction happened at exactly 8 a.m. on schedule. Man, look at this. The delivery happened at 11 a.m. on the dot. Boom. And it was ex it, the window was 11 to 1, and they showed up at 10.59. And how's that new couch life? Ah, oh, Dan, it turns out mm -hmm. that sofas can offer you support. Oh. Didn't know that. Yeah. I sat on it. I'm like, it's sort of holding me up. And yeah, I was really our, surprised our by that. Our couch is just a mess. Our couch it's, is horrible. I have to say, it's it's pretty great. We can both stretch our legs out on it. Wow. Ours was kind of, it was big, but it was, we couldn't both stretch out our legs at the same time. Okay. Like you could, but you'd have to kind of side to side a little bit. Yeah, like it was, it was fine. But this is like you can actually both kind of completely recline. Wow, that's oh, a big couch. It's pretty big. Yeah, it can easily it can seat four people. That's nice. I mean, we got a big living room, and that's basically the only place to sit. We have one kind of chair on the half in the back that's like a reading area. Uh -huh. But the, basically, the only place to sit is this big couch. Right. So now we have a big old couch in the middle room, and I have to Boom. say. We look less like like we are the Rat King. Oh, <laughs> uh, we need that for our house, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. We just did the old Halloween last night, Maureen. I'm a little, I don't know if my throat sounds a little thick, but I did a, I had a little fire in our front yard and uh, Ooh. I smell like a, I smell like a campfire now. Oh, that's nice. When I did my little short nap, one of the one of the tricks is you need a hoodie and you pull the hoodie up over your eyes like that. And uh, 
I did it so it was kind of over my nose and I was like, because my hoodie is uh, thick with smoke smell still. So I had to modify my nap maneuver. I saw, I don't know how I ended up on this page, but it was some place that was offering like a, this high tech sleep suit. Yeah. You could, it's like the ultimate kind of body cocoon suit, but all it appears to be is a hoodie that can go all the way over your face. Yeah. And kind of close. And it has a like a breathing thing and like just a little mesh or something. Do you know how much that is for the whole thing? How much? It's like $900. That's too much. It's, 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 uh, it's not good. Dan, Dan. Maureen. We are refreshed. Mm hmm. Uh, to a degree. I'm a little all over the place. I've been planning my tour. It's, I'm I'm going a lot of places, Dan. Coming here, coming here, coming here. I'm not com- no, coming. No, I'm not here, coming to Chicago. No, coming here. No, no not this time. I got. But I don't. got. I got the hookups. Dan, I. It's weird to think about touring again. I bet. Because I'm going a lot of places. Yeah. Not like here. before times. It's <laughs> like it's before times, Dan. Just like in the before times when you also wouldn't come here. I've been there. I know, but authors <laughs> authors overlook Chicago somehow. No, we don't. We go to Chicago all the time. No, they don't. We do. Don't believe the hype. Chicago, Dan. I know. We, we don't all get a come lot to of Chicago. Authors. It's not true. I'm going to some interesting places, though. Yeah. Going to Texas twice, California twice. That's nice. Or, you know, for a winter release. That's a live-in. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I won't get snowed in. Hopefully, Probably I'm not, not going to get snowed in, in in San Antonio. But you yeah, know. I think that's not going to that would be a lot of things would have had to have gone wrong for you to get snowed in in San Antonio. But then a lot of things are going wrong. It's true. And do you want to talk about one of them? Man, you're just you're barreling right in. You heard. Look, Dan, am I a pro He's or am I a pro? Watch am, out. Yeah. Here she out. comes. Yes. Well, Maureen Johnson. Here we are, jumping right in. Elon Musk now owns Twitter. Didn't seem like he was going to buy it. Then he seemed like he was going to buy it. Then he wasn't going to buy it. Now he has bought it. You break it, you bought it, apparently. He uh, closed on it on Friday. He has already taken it private. He has fired most of the executives. He has dissolved the board of directors. Now he's getting ready to lay off a significant portion of the staff. The code is apparently in a freeze state. And for some reason, that then means that most of the people that do content moderation can't get access to anything. So that seems great. It's what you want to have happen a week before an election, I think, is content moderation to be on pause. And it has been announced that uh, they are apparently undergoing a like crash revamp to charge money for verification, of which apparently it's going to be $20 a month for a blue check. Dan, we got to talk about this because this is a this is a piece of news that affects us both a lot. Yeah, for real. We are. We are both heavy-duty Twitter users. Have been users. for a very long time. That is how we met. That is how we met. We met because I was just a girl in the world 
fascinated by the by the story of Mayor Emanuel living in his ice cave, driving his Honda Civic with Quaxelrod. It's true. And okay, who was everybody? There was Quaxelrod. There was um, Carl there was the dog. intern. Carl the intern. There Hambone, was a dog. The Hambone. And they, and you David know, what? Axelrod. And every once in a while, they would. I think they surfed at the icy show, the icy lake. Yep. They lived under a building in a cave. Yeah. I mean, it was my favorite thing in the whole goddamn world. And everyone wanted to know who this guy was. It was a big secret. Who was he? Yeah. And I reached out and spoke to him, and he only seemed to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, he doesn't answer anybody, but I think he knows I genuinely love this. <laughs> I was so excited. It was like it was like Paul McCartney had replied to me. It was like somebody legendary. At the time, I was running a server called ThinkUp, like a back-end server system. My friend Harper was helping me run it. Um, that does analysis or did analysis. It doesn't exist anymore as a product. It's literally the thing that Twitter should have had on its own forever. But it does analysis of your tweets. And like far beyond anything Twitter has ever rolled out. And one of the things that it did was it would show you on a daily basis who was interacting with your tweets by <laughs> their reach. Right. So you could very easily see like, oh, here's a person with I think at the time you had like 50,000 followers, which for Twitter in 2010 was a lot of fucking people. Right. And um because, yeah, I remember being like, who is this person? Like, why does this person have so many? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Who's and, this idiot? Um, yeah. And so, like, so you could do very savvy interactions because you very much knew who was tweeting at or about the account and kind of what their reach was. So it was like a very it was a very like, OK, this person has a bunch. They seem funny. I'll respond. We'll see what happens. Oh, I was so excited. I still think about it. I still think about where I was. It was like around Christmas time, I think. And yeah. oh, I was so excited. <laughs> Which is a long way to say that Twitter means a lot to both of us. I have met people I never thought I could meet. And I have spoken to them. Totally. And I've, I've like talked to people that make stuff that I love. And I've put stuff together. And, I, and I've done a lot with it. Oh, yeah. And that's why I refuse to let go. Um, yeah. Because it's really important to me and it's a really important tool. Also, I'm an author. It's a big part of how I get word about, about my books. I am trying to build Instagram, but I have two things down. One is that, well, it's just really the one. I just don't like making content for it right now. I'm trying to like it. I'm, I'm developing a thing to help me like it more. But I don't like just posting pictures. I like posting yeah. words. Right. I am a word person. I have always been word. I tweeted before there was Twitter. I used to write weird post-its to people and like slap it on their desk and, <laughs> or like write weird one-liner things and print them out and leave them on wall. I did. Like I was kind of famous for writing weird stuff and just posting them on walls for pe other people I worked with or knew to read. Yeah. Like when I worked in a theater company, I used to just every day write a weird imaginary review of the show from a non-existent paper. <laughs> and just print it out and just tape it to the wall. <laughs> sure. 
just without any explanation of like who it was or someone who thought that the show was a restaurant and just didn't understand why they never got service and things like like just or my friend who uh, when I was an editor worked in a glass office like they had like a glass box on the floor okay and I constantly wrote on the back of post-its so on the side with the sticky yeah and then I would just slam those notes up <laughs> against his wall until his whole box was like covered in these weird fucking notes I'd written to him. So when Twitter came along, I was like, well, this is made for me because all along I have been doing this. Yeah. It's a good format. Yeah, it's a great format. It is a, I'm holding on, Dan, and a lot of people are holding on because they've built a lot of networks there. Yeah, it has I gotten mean, a lot of information out. Yeah, I like I literally at this point, I don't know. Like my life would be very, very different had Twitter not come along. Yes. Like, I mean, the Mayor Manual thing being the obvious one. Like, I was on fucking TV because of that. You were on the you were on with Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I was on the Colbert Report, sitting across from him. They flew me out. They don't fly anyone out. They flew me out. They put me up right across from a hotel, right across from Lincoln Center. It was fancy. All because of Twitter. So that is yeah. fancy. Yeah, it was was very fancy. It was wild. That whole thing was fucking wild. Absolutely the wildest thing. Is that the fanciest thing thing you've ever done? I mean, it depends on how we would define fancy, I guess. But certainly that would be right up there with the... I mean, certainly the highest profile thing I've ever done is being on TV, interviewed for 10 minutes or whatever. That was fancy. It was fancy. It was crazy. But, um, but yeah, Twitter is, I mean, like the thing about Twitter, I've I've been trying to write about Twitter and I have, I'm having a very hard time doing it, but like, there is nothing else like it. Right. For whatever dumbass reason it worked, if for exactly what it is, like, and one of the things that's weird about Twitter, and I think that Elon Musk is going to end up the same way. Everyone that runs Twitter hates Twitter and wants Twitter to be something else. But mm-hmm. like, ultimately, Twitter is what it is. Do you think he's going to learn? I don't know. Is is Elon Musk capable of learning behavior? I don't think he's capable of learning behavior. There's a very funny interaction that happened yesterday into today. Uh, about this $20 a month blue check hilarity to me. I mean, the thing is, I have long maintained, like, I am not, are you blue checked? Yes, I've been blue checked for like 10 years. Yeah, I am not blue checked. And I'm kind of like steadfastly not blue checked um, at this point. Like I was offered it once and I was like, I don't need to be blue checked, whatever. I'm I'm from the people. I'm from the streets. I don't need blue check. Um... But people want that shit, right? Like for any number of reasons. And it makes sense that Twitter would create a subscription service that part of it would involve verification. Like one, it solves their verification problem because you would have to be able to prove, you know, some credit card or whatever. But it's always been my head been like, that's like a $3 a month thing, $4 a month thing to get that. And I don't know what else you would get with it. $20 is hilarious a month. $240 $240 a year. I I have to say the fancy thing was I was blue checked back when it was super, super fancy to get blue checked. Yeah. I got blue checked a long time ago. Because you, you had I had suction. 
Well, yeah, I had like, I had a, you know, I really did a lot with Twitter. So, and I yeah. always do. So the blue check does help, you know, you are who you say you are. Yeah. Um, it is helpful. Um, now I'm sitting here with a question like, do I have to pay for this? It's right. not a question of the money exactly, though it would be like, for me, it's a business thing. Like this is my, right. this is how I talk about my books and stuff and me and personal. And it means a lot to me. I'm like, so, okay, I can don't pay the $20, but, um, I mean, twenty dollars a month is bananas. But Stephen King comes on is like, yeah. "Fuck you." Yeah. So Stephen King comes on and says, twenty dollars a month to keep my blue check. Fuck that. They should pay me. <laughs> if that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. He's right. Everything yeah. he said it was there was right. But then, and so then, got a reply. Elon Musk replies, says. We need to pay the bills somehow. Twitter cannot rely on advertisers. How about $8? Okay. <laughs> 90 reasons why this is funny. Yes. It also sounds like someone just made a $44 billion boo-boo. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe if you weren't such a jackass, you wouldn't be in this situation, Elon. Yeah. But um, we need to... I don't know. They seem to be trucking along. I mean, so first of all, the the Verge is reporting that this twenty dollar a month thing is Elon basically pulled engineers into Twitter or at Twitter aside and said, "You're going to make verification at twenty dollars a month, and it's going to be implemented by the seventh of November, or you're fired." Which is, first of all, keep in mind that anyone that works at Twitter just got stock prices at a much higher level than they would have had they stuck around. So why, like, oh, great, I now have an asshole boss who is going to basically pull the, like, I'm going to kill you in the morning move uh, all the time. Like, there is a, a already people leaving and there will be a lot more people leaving. Second of all, implementing an, a, like revenue system like this in six days is not easy to do in a way that will not collapse on itself. But third of all, he clearly has no grasp on the price or demand or anything like that. If Stephen King can just say $20 is too much and he's like, well, how about eight? I'm going to just <laughs> knock it down 12 bucks. Those are different numbers. They're significantly different numbers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it is hilarious. I assume that was a trial balloon of some kind. That was like a fake out. One of those dumb Elon Musk, quote unquote, disruptor things that he does. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's I think that there is there there. Right. Like, I think that charging for verification is a thing. Right. But like somebody pointed out, the idea that $20 a month is going to pay the bills, right? When you're talking about there's less than 500,000 verified Twitter users, right? So that's like, if every single one of them did it, that's like less than $100 million. The, the loans that Twitter has, that, that Elon Musk has saddled Twitter with, the interest is a billion dollars a year. Right. So like 
even if this thing went gangbusters at 20 bucks, they're not covering that interest cost, let alone anything else. Plus, he's saying we cannot rely entirely on advertisers. Twitter's advertising business is in the billions of dollars. Like it, it, it is a much bigger business than whatever this would be. So like he's not only is he basically saying like, well, our actual business is shit. But uh, we need something. Do you think he's I feel like in the last three or so days that this is since this has happened. Yeah. Things have already gotten worse. On Twitter? Yes. Okay. I've definitely already seen more weird shit yeah um there is there are already a lot of users leaving i mean my follower account just started to drop everybody's dropped like because people just started to leave yeah some big users are leaving so what do you like what do you left is he deliberately trying to tank this for some reason is this some sort of producer's springtime for hitler situation what is he doing i mean it seems like he can't tank it because he's on the hook for it right like he is yeah it seems that way yet nobody i mean nobody knows there's actually a very very good article uh from uh Nile patel the head of the verge and the title is just welcome to hell elon or something <laughs> like that where he basically just lays out like this is the problem. Like the business of like Twitter is not really a technology technology company. Like the business is not in the technology. The business is in the the users, right? The business is in the value that the users have. Like one of the things that is just wild about Twitter, it has never hit the scale that Facebook hit. You know, Facebook has many billions of users at a time. You know, Instagram is, is I think, over a billion people. If not, it's a very, very high million, you know, hundreds of millions. Twitter on a good day is maybe 250 million people. You know, like that's their whole user base. The number of people actually using it is much less. So for like these social networks at scale, Twitter is very, 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 very small, right? But what's interesting about it is it has this just unbelievably large footprint for being as small as it is because Twitter is where news breaks, you know, Twitter is where if a politician says something, we lived through fucking four years of this with Trump, you know, that that will command the news cycle for the rest of the day. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it, it has this outsized impact. And so like, that's really where the value is, but that value b- begins to shrink if people begin to leave it, you know, or if the the in, or if influential people on it begin to leave it, or if it's perceived as as you know lesser than it used to be, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that piece is great. It's like you just read it and you're like, "Yep, ha, this thing's fucked," you know. Like to me, my bigger my big worry is. You know, he would need the obvious thing is like, okay, he's brought it private. And eventually that will then turn into a new IPO for Twitter. Right. And then he'll make his money back and it will be a public company again. And it will go, you know, um, either, you know, live or die at that. But he'll have made his, you know, his 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 money back and the investors will have made their money back. But you've got to get it there, you know. 
Like, I don't, I, I don't know how you get it there. My big worry is that it just gets run into the ground. Like, I think before it becomes unusable, before it becomes, you know, overrun, I just think that there's, like, it's not a company that makes, it hasn't ever made money, I don't think. I think it loses like $200 million a year. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. Well, everyone, you can find me on Instagram at Maureen Johnson Books. <laughs> well, Instagram's a whole other thing because Facebook's fucking hemorrhaging money now, too. Oh, yeah. And also uh, Instagram. It's not like any of these are. Right. It's not like any of these are noble companies. It's just no. that they can become noble platforms and interesting platforms. Yeah, they can be better places- than the people that run it. We can use these tools created. We can, it is perfectly acceptable to use tools created by assholes to do good things. Yeah. And use take, those same, take same their tools shit. to smash their machines. Take their shit. Again, that's Warren Johnson books on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's fucking bananas, though. I well, will then, give it that. This dovetails into our next really big thing that's happened this week that very it feels like not enough a big thing has happened yeah what's that well remember how they were going to kill mike pence i do remember how they were going to kill mike pence they were going to kill that guy they were going to kill that man well this week just after 2 a.m on friday a man broke into nancy pelosi's home in san francisco in an apparent attempted assassination attempt. When discovering she wasn't home, he instead attacked her husband, Paul Pelosi. You don't need to like Nancy Pelosi to know that this is absolutely out of the ballpark trouble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This was an attempted assassination attempt. Yeah. It, with, it, a, it, with a hammer, with zip ties, with... Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely... We are at the point, Maureen Johnson, where a dude broke into the fucking the Speaker of the House's home. Yeah. With intent... To kill her. To kill her. Dead. Zip ties and weapons yeah. run through the house saying, where's Nancy? Yeah. Yeah. And somehow the New York Times ran that at the bottom right corner of their front page the day after it happened, which is for those of you that don't know the kind of magical uh, way a front page is laid out. The bottom right corner is the least important thing on a front page. So somehow their news judgment was that the attempted assassination of the fucking Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Was, eh. Jerry Lee Lewis died. It got that got higher prominence. 50s rock and roll pianist Jerry Lee Lewis. And creepy guy. Oh yeah, very creepy dude. I mean, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, thank In you. Many, many ways. But uh, we are now, is Tuesday, this happened Friday, uh, we are now at the point where there was sort of like half-hearted attempts by Republicans to say like, well, we're really thinking of Nancy right now, mostly issued via like written statement or tweet 
I saw very few Republicans on camera that day. Um, I think now, they were all busy putting in uh, simply safe alarm systems or probably just drawing mustaches on their faces. Yeah. Uh, but now we are at the point where uh, most Republicans are have have glommed onto and are actively distributing conspiracy theories around it that somehow this was not uh, a person that was heavily involved in far right stuff, even though there is all sorts of documentation of the fact that this person was an election denier and a covid denier and and uh, you know, heavily involved in all sorts of far right uh, anti-Semite, you know, um, all around guy that basically has, you know, fully bathed in right wing talking points forever. Uh, but instead, they're just issuing dumbass conspiracy theories. Elon Musk responded to Hillary Clinton at one point, linking to one of the conspiracy theories has now deleted that. It's good that the person running Twitter has now tweeted and deleted conspiracy theories. It's good stuff. But Maureen, the fucking actual play-by-play of that night is goddamn bananas. The San Francisco Chronicle laid it all out. I kind of have have borrowed the timeline uh, and simplified it from them. So this man, David DePape, who lived in, uh, apparently lived in a garage in the East Bay, so lived in the Bay Area, broke into the Pelosi home by smashing a glass door in the rear of the home with a hammer. So like full on just push, breaks the thing. According to Chronicle, there, that was actually heard by a nearby security guard who then did not call the cops. So that's great. Good job. Yeah. Uh, DePape carried a backpack with him, which he left just outside the door. Uh, it was filled with zip ties, a roll of tape, rope and gloves. He walked inside with his hammer, made his way upstairs where he found Paul Pelosi asleep in the bed. He woke up. Paul Pelosi demanded to speak to Nancy. Quote, Pelosi told the man his wife was not home and the man responded that he would sit and wait for her. Even when Paul Pelosi told the man his wife wouldn't be home for several days, the man insisted he would wait. He then told Paul that he was going to tie him up because DePape was tired from carrying his backpack all the way, and he wanted to go to sleep, which is fucking weird of it in its own. Pelosi then tried to go to an elevator in the home that would have had a phone in it, but DePape stopped him, but he then was able to convince him to let him go to the bathroom where he called 911 on his cell phone. Eight minutes later, cops rolled up. At that point, they find DePape and Pelosi downstairs fighting over the hammer Cops tell them both to drop the hammer before they drop it. DePape hits Pelosi in the head with a hammer. He crumples like a sack of potatoes, goes down unconscious. DePape was restrained. Paul Pelosi was taken to the hospital. He underwent surgery to repair his a skull fracture. He also has serious injuries to his right arm and hands. Uh, he has been conscious. He's given a statement to investigators. We know that much. Uh, Nancy Pelosi issued a statement that he faces a, quote, long recovery process. DePape was restrained by authorities. They've been he's been arrested. He's now been charged with attempted kidnapping. Uh, His plan apparently was to kidnap Nancy Pelosi, to restrain her in her home and to make her tell the truth 
is is what he, they are saying. And if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. And in the in the charging documents, apparently he kind of paints a vivid picture of her having to be wheeled into the house as a uh, as a like, you know, object lesson for other people. Uh, he also saw her as bait to lure an as yet unnamed Democratic figure. One would probably expect he means Joe Biden, but who knows uh, to the house, apparently to kill that person. Uh, and when. He also told authorities that when he uh, realized that Nancy Pelosi wasn't there, he was fully prepared to kill Paul Pelosi to get to Nancy. So this is fucking they were going to keep this guy was going to fucking kill the fucking speaker of the house. Dan. First of all, I guess it just popped in my head that San Francisco also does have a history with the death of public political figures. Yeah. Very famously, the murder of George Moscone and Harvey Milk in 1978 in City Hall. Yeah. Which resulted in the famous Twinkie defense. It was a gay panic Twinkie defense um, that the person who, who, uh, who was the murderer, his last name was White. I forget his first name and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, Claim, you know, basically he didn't like the direction the country was going in and that he ate, had a bad diet and ate too many Twinkies and he was allowed off. Dan White, that was his name, but fuck that guy. Um, but we have definitely, okay, so it's 2022, January 2021, a MAGA-infused mob enters the Capitol, takes it over temporarily, and chases Mike Pence through the building in an attempt to kill that guy. Yeah, and not not for nothing chanting where's nancy chanting where's nancy breaking into nancy pelosi's office you know stealing i I believe didn't somebody steal her laptop i think it was pelosi's laptop yeah they got a bunch of stuff out of her office and now someone has successfully just walked into her house with a hammer yeah the cops great job everybody good job yeah you know he was fine until you got there. Yeah, that Apparently. part. He he seemed to have that situation remarkably handled for being there, an 87-year-old man who was woken up in his bedroom by a man wielding a hammer. He managed to think his way through that pretty remarkably. You know, some people do remarkable things like that. Our neighbor woke up one day and she was in her 80s and there was a man standing in her bedroom. Jesus. Who had broken in and she had been a psychiatric nurse and she just started talking to him and yeah. just was like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. And she very gently talked to him and then said at the end, okay, well, now you're going to leave. And he was like, okay. And then he left. Whoa. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, again, I, I don't want to, we have another situation where the police, the the arrival of the police does not cause the res, a resolution of the situation. No. There's an 87 year old man with a hammer injury to the head. Yeah. A successful break into the speaker of the house's house. Yeah. Um, it's already here, Dan. Yeah. 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 
I, it's already here. It's been here. Yeah. And, and I guess tacit endorsement at this point by the Republican establishment. Yes. Don uh, Don Jr. could because they floated this weird fake story about that it was a I didn't even want to look at it then because I didn't want to. Yeah. For the, the reasons of not wanting to, because why don't look at that shit. Yeah. But um, Don Jr. tweeted a picture of underpants and a hammer as a joke and said it was a, you know, Paul Pelosi Halloween costume. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. We're at the. Are they going to let Trump back on Twitter, Dan? Is that going to happen? I mean, Elon Musk has stated as much prior to this when he was originally bidding for it. He was asked and he was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, Trump this week on Truth Social said that he wasn't going to go back. But I will believe that when I see it. I mean, um, Truth Social is another. That I mean, that thing is tanking fast. He would be back on Twitter so fast, Dan. We'd actually see a Trump-sized puff of smoke. Yeah. As he ran towards it. Yeah, basically. I mean, he it could be at any time at this point. The people that were that oversaw trust and safety at Twitter have been fired. Um the team, like I said, you know, the team has had the code freeze, so they aren't actually able to make any of that stuff. And there is no board of directors anymore. Like, there's no oversight. That said, you know, the the thing is, is that Elon Musk does not know shit about shit when it comes to running something like Twitter. Doesn't really understand what it means to be uh, dealing with speech at scale. Of at this level. And there are many people that are like, he's going to figure out that this is a very hard problem very fast. Um, now, does he work to solve that problem or not is another question. You know, is Donald Trump part of that problem or not? Who knows? But um, no, Dan, I would say that in in Elon Musk's head. Yeah. Trump is the solution to the problem. It is the quickest thing to, quote, make it relevant again. That is, let, yeah, that's let, true. Let the fucker come back Oof. and then suddenly it's in the news. And then suddenly you have to check it every day to see what that fucker's doing. <sighs> Everybody comes back, Dan, if you put that fucker back on. Yeah, I'm going to block that dude. I'm just saying, then we'll be right back where we were, where he was issuing proclamations on there every fucking day. Yeah. That's the move. Yeah. If that's him. And you're, uh, if God forbid, you're Elon Musk, that's what you do. Oh, well, when saying. you put it like that, Maureen. I'm just saying, Dan. When you, it's the only thing that makes it sense. that way, I what don't the fuck like else it. Are you, what the fuck else are you going to do with it? Yeah. If you're him and you're a complete fucking moron who just spent $44 billion dollars yeah. On something that loses money and you don't know how to run. Mm -hmm. You let the clown back into the circus. God damn it, Maureen. God damn it. And then everything becomes about that. I'd pay 20 bucks a month to keep him off. There you go. The Trump free package. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would at least. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's their revenue stream. I don't even think I complain about it. You just keep a little thermometer. If the money thermometer stays up above a certain level, 
Trump stays like, off. Like speed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Dan. That's my theory. I've just put it out there. That's a good theory. You let that fucker back on. I hate that theory, but uh, yeah, that is a very good theory. Hmm. Do you feel better now that I've said that? No. No, I don't. And I've been trying my best to make you feel better. I sent you some more planner videos. Yeah, thanks for those. Thanks for those. We we I think we mentioned this on the town watch, but not on the real thing. Maureen has been sending me over Instagram direct messages of just links to the most unhinged planner videos. Mm-hmm. I would you say the you are seeking out the most unhinged, or is this relatively representative? I find them very easily. <sighs> they pop up pretty much at the top. I don't like them. I've been talking about that on the on the bonus. Also, uh, Dan was fascinated by my shoe stretching liquid, which I think that one's coming out this Sunday. Yeah, I bought a bottle of shoe stretching liquid, and that seemed to blow Dan's mind. How are your shoes now? You just Getting like there. living in living in space. Well, I haven't worn them since because it popped up to almost eighty degrees. No, oh, yeah, that'll the do one it. pair of dress shoes which I never have to wear until a, a dress emergency. And because they're heels. Yeah. Uh, the other is a pair of boots. And uh, Dan, the weather fucked me today because I woke up and it was total like silver mist. Yeah. November, New York morning. Sure. The Empire State Building was draped in cloud. It was very cool and dramatic looking with the golden leaves and the no, silver. I like and I was that. like, all right. Yeah, it's rainy and cold. And so I put on sweatpants. And I put on a t-shirt, but I put my jacket on. I had all this stuff. Step outside, it's almost 80 degrees. Oh, Instantly, wow. I'm pouring with sweat. I'm yeah. just like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. It was so gross. Oh, my God, it was so hot out there. People are wearing shorts and tank tops. It is, to go running, it is hot. Oh, wow. Weather fucked me, Dan. We, uh, we just jumped up weather-wise, but it's like 65, 70. It's not suddenly summer. It's, I don't know if you can see the glowing through this window. It is, it, all that stuff burned off and it is, it is like a cool summer day out there. Oh, that's nice though. It's been beautiful, Dan. It's a beautiful time to go out and experience the weather, stay offline, stay off everything. Just. Did, do you get trick-or-treaters in your apartment complex oh yes so you all were triggered you all were doing candy dan i hadn't really seen you know because of covid and all yeah it really i felt like this year it was fully back yeah it was a hundred percent back it is amazing to see trick-or-treating in new york yeah the the little ones started i put a candy bowl out because we have a dog so i just put Uh out a table with decorations and i fill it with candy I set it out at 4.30 when I took the dog for a walk. Okay. Just in case there were little ones going early. Yeah. I came back in around 5, looked down, and saw that nobody had taken the candy yet. Okay. So I was like, okay, I just wanted to get her in right before 5 because it was sort of said it was probably around 5 where it's really going to start. Okay. I looked out the people again around 5.25 because she was barking a couple times when people came. It was empty. It was gone. It was like rats had come and just yeah. the candy was all gone by 5.25. Boom. Not for nothing. 
when you trick or treat in New York, you trick or treat at businesses as well. Right. So little kids go down like the avenue and or the street and they go into all the stores and all the stores give them candy. The really good bagel place wheeled out a cart and was handing out full ass bagels. Wow. Yeah. Like in in an individual paper bag. Because I stopped and I was like, are you handing out bagels? And they were like, for the kids. I was like, no, no, I just wanted to confirm that that's what was going on here. Because I really want to take a picture of the bagels being handed out. Because they had just wheeled out these bagels. (coughs) So I said, I'm going to come right back. I went into the store right there to grab something. And I was back within within five minutes or less. Yeah. Because it was only two doors down. And they were on their last bagel. Wow. So those kids, I, I watched like little... Iron Men and all these kids just walking down the street full on chomping on a bagel out of I a bag. That the is winner awesome. the winner was definitely a group of people that went down my street. One of them had a giant homemade paper mache costume of a pigeon. Okay. And they were with someone dressed as a roach and someone dressed as a rat. But this pigeon costume was Amazing. incredible. New York does it right. Let me tell you about the teens that my teen wandered around with last night. They are 17. They are too old to be trick-or-treating. But they were walking around. There were probably about five or six of them. They were walking around with a full-size door mounted on a frame and uh, affixed to the door. Like the door, like the door frame had like a little, um, like a little light next to it, like a little porch light and a little door knocker on the door. And then a, a note that just said knock. And they would go running up to kids and they would plunk the door in front of the kid. They'd all crowd behind the door. Kid would knock on the door. They'd open the door and go, oh, my gosh, I love your costume. And then they'd hand them candy and then they'd go walk down the street with their door and do it again. They were like a roving trick or treat house. This is the most amazing thing I've ever I heard. I know. I know. I think, I think Halloween is better now. I didn't. I don't think we were allowed to go as teenagers. It was sort of not done. Yeah. Like it would be seen as stealing candy. Right. It you definitely get kids. your, we get our share of kind of surly teens walking around. And I don't have a problem with that. If you're a kid and you want some fucking candy, even if you're old and, you know, you're sort of like half embarrassed about doing it, it's fine. Here's some candy. But I it remember- was adorable. They were just walking around making kids days. That's amazing. Yeah. When I was, I think I was a sophomore in high school, maybe a junior. And I I actually never went to parties, like the kind of parties you see in movies. Yeah. Um, Just because I just never got out in all of high school. It was really, I really was always looking for the escape tunnel. Yeah. And, um, but one year I was with my friend Suzanne and she said, I know that there's a party. She's like, it was Halloween. And she's like, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I heard, you know, there's a party at this person. We went to high school's house. Do you want to go? I was like, oh, okay. We can go to the party, I guess. It was like a real party. But on the way we were walking there and she said, and I was like, do you want to trick or treat? We didn't have costumes. Yeah. But someone had left out their garbage. Okay. So we started going through their garbage. (laughs) And I think we found a broken TV and a broken hockey stick. Okay. And so she carried the hockey stick and I carried TV. Uh-huh. And we went up to some doors and she was like, I'm Wayne Gretzky. And I was like, and I'm a TV repairman. <laughs> and they were like, I guess. 
And mostly they told us to go away, but I think we got like one piece of candy. And then we went to the party where I was overwhelmed by the actual fact of real, an actual party was happening, which apparently I was later accused of crashing. (laughs) Well, you did kind of. I went with someone who was invited. Oh, all right. I didn't live in that neighborhood. Like I I went with somebody that was invited and I brought a broken TV. I'm still vaguely embarrassed about that. I was like, I didn't know that I was crashing. I went with someone who had, was invited to go. I never went to uh, like a movie style high school party, but um, my high school girlfriend, her like her family was quite uh, permissive, I would say. And so they would have parties at their house, but they were not like, you know, kids swinging off the rafters kind of thing. It was, but, but there was drinking and it was loud and all of that kind of thing. And then their little sister who was very bookish, uh, and pretty shy, uh, her senior year decided she wanted to have a party like her older siblings had had and proceeded to throw the full on, movie high school party her parents got called by the school ahead of it like there are flyers for this thing and and like wow her older sister's like you made flyers what what are you doing and uh so we actually like me and and uh like we had all you know we were all older at the time we were all in college we were there as like enforcer like chaperone people um but it was fucking bananas at one point, the oldest brother ripped the door off the bathroom because there were kids smoking pot. Like we ended up kicking everyone out because it had just gotten so out of hand. It was nuts. Oh, man. I think most of my career is predicated on the fact that I didn't get to do anything on high school. I've been revving that engine for a long time. <laughs> it's the most valuable experience I have. So no, never hold on to these things. Hold on to them tight, everybody. Yeah. They make you, you. (sighs) We met on Twitter. We did. It's going to be fine. I mean, it probably won't be. No, it's not fine or not fine, Dan. It's just a thing. Yeah. You know, it's just a thing that flows. Yeah. Says who? Again, Instagram handle Maureen Johnson Books. Please not only follow me, but take the phones of people you know. Just quietly have them follow me on Instagram. That's just very, you know, just take, we're back to taking their phones. Is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get this all over again. If you give it the five or $10 a month level, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. We met Darth on Twitter. You yeah. can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that's H-E-Y. It says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, who I will point out Maureen Johnson is back. Thank goodness. At <sighs> it's very nice to have her home. If I'm you want to you. join the fan run discord server, you can visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord and you can spread the word, subscribe, please leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, November 9th for our next episode. But I want to point out a little programming note, which is election day is November 8th. 
And so the November 9th episode is going to come out a little bit later in the day because we are going to record that morning. So we will record the morning of the 9th so that we have some level of response to the election. Almost certainly the Senate will not be known at that point unless things go either wildly great or wildly wrong, because there will be very close races in Pennsylvania and Georgia, most likely, Um, if not other places, too. But we will know more than if we were to record the day of the election. So we're recording early in the morning, uh, which then I have a meeting. So it won't come out until probably early afternoon on the night. That's our next episode from my basement in Chicago. I am Dan Sinker. I just want to report we already have an update. Oh, good. On the on the Twitter story, Elon Musk has just tweeted just a little while ago. Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people. <laughs> blue for $8 a month. Nah. Price adjusted by country proportionate to purchasing power parity. There's a lot of P's in there. Mm-hmm. You will also get priority and replies, mentions, and search, which is essential to defeat spam scam. Ability to post long video and audio and half as many ads. And paywall bypass for publishers willing to work with us. Well. Power to the people. I love that $8 a month is simply because Stephen King was like, $20 is bullshit. Uh, Dan. Dan. Amazing. I just. Well. Uh. He also said yesterday, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me if Trump is coming back on this platform, Twitter would be minting money. It's bringing him back down there. It's like no question. Mm, update in the Verge's story. 2.07 p.m. Musk tweeted that Blue will create a revenue stream to, quote, re- reward content creators after we first publish this article. Can they make that shit retroactive? <sighs> I don't know. Probably. I don't know what's happening, Dan. I just know it's all great. Well, from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And I just want to say one more time, it's at Maureen Johnson Books <laughs> at Instagram. I'm going to be, I am actually going to be doing a huge giveaway there. Well, that's fun. I know I keep talking about this. It keeps like building, but November is really the rollout for the pre-pub for this book. So there you go. Dingity dong dong, shingity shingity bang bang. Yes, I'm Maureen Johnson. It's all going great. This has been Says Who. This has been Says Who. <laughs> Did I sound like that? It was a little like this. Oh, well, I don't know this anything has been anymore. Said, are you okay, Dad? I'm very tired. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm Dan Sinker. And, uh, oh, boy. Um, oh no.